Um, I'm looking for my beer. I don't know where I put it. I think I've been drinking your beer. I'm <laughs> really, really very sorry. Well, um, why did you give him yours then? Well, see, mine has now got more in should it. We, I'm should happy we about that. <laughs> we should maybe Eric. We should explain where we are because oh, it's yeah, uh, yeah. We should all yeah. Do you want to take that away? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Eric's blog, uh, the podcast. So we're we're in the Akala. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Akala. A- Akala. Akala. You say it a bit fast, like Arkala. Arkala. Yeah. Arkala. Mm. Mm. Sounds like a Viking. Um, but we are in the uh, the cafe area, and we've got about an hour, hour, an hour and five minutes until Legends, mm. Last Week of Legends 2017 kicks off. That's why we are. That's why there's babbling noise and drinking beer <laughs> in the background. And I have a, a false question, because I, like, I know how hard you guys work. So what have you been up to when you arrived here? Because you just haven't done one video, I guess. You've done a lot of things. Yeah, so we've we've gone. We've got. We'll have three full climbing daily episodes. So that's mm-hmm. uh, we put one out on the Friday. So we arrived Thursday night quite yeah. late because I messed up with car booking. Um, <laughs> so we arrived quite late and we did a live slash semi live show where Hugo films me on a lovely camera. Uh, we get good audio and then he basically went back to the hotel room like a star and edited it kind of roughly together, but as live as we could be. Yeah. So that went out on the Friday. So that was one episode. And then we did the episode with you. Yeah. So you and me went climbing. Episode two. And then there'll be the third main episode tonight for the finals highlights reel. Yeah. And then we got a direct sort of Facebooky maybe video about mm-hmm. the speedboat uh, sort of rest day. Yeah, I'm really curious about that one. I can't decide if it looked brutal, like in a good way or in a bad way. It's just like, I guess yeah. I'll find out. It was totally not what we expected. We, it, like Bjorn was like, we're going to go on a boat. Yeah. And I had this like pleasure cruise imagined when <laughs> we would like casually interview the athletes <laughs> and like have a beer and chill out. And we got there, the freezing cold dock and like got shown a speedboat. And, uh, it was good though. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And then we got a little interview with Fanny Joubert for the French show. Yeah. So yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. I think, what's your record of going away? And you'd like got nine shows. Yeah, I got nine shows out two days. Yeah, Jesus. The thing is, though, I, I used to get quite stressed by it because, um, you know, I was aware that we go on these events and are expensive to go on and it's, you know, we have to get the material. And I think now I've chilled out a little bit. Like, I think I would interview anyone. Anyone who's ever climbed anything, I'd be like, let's do an interview for Climbing Daily. And uh, sometimes I don't think it works always. So I think, I think now we have a lot in the can yeah. in sh- terms of shows. So I think we can slightly chill out, step back and not interview every, every person who puts on a pair of rock shoes. <laughs> I feel the same because when I went to Paris, for example, and I was filming with Gigi and a lot of the French climbers, I'd like, I said to myself, if I could get away from Paris with like five episodes, that's the goal. I want to see Paris. I want to enjoy it. And then it turned out that I was working and filming 15 hours a day and it was like the national holiday for in Paris. It was like this big, massive, everyone was partying. We got like into, a, like a, we got invited to like this really fancy, cool party and it ended up me sitting and editing the Fontainebleau video instead. So I actually didn't do anything in Paris. I just worked, which I guess that's what I wanted to do in the end. But uh, yeah, I do need to balance it out a bit. Yeah. But I mean, nine shows in two days. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah. How do you feel here? Because you're also like, you're in the background. On, like, what are the things that you do? Because I think a lot of people don't really know what you're doing, I guess. Cause I, uh, well, uh, like to do with Climbing Daily, I, um, I kind of obviously do most of the camera work and a bit of the editing. We do have an editor back in at the office who does three days a week. She tries to get out like three to four shows a week kind of thing. So that I don't necessarily have to do too many editing. I used to do like all the editing and camera work, but then we kind of, I had to kind of take other responsibilities within Epic TV. So, but now I'd still probably come away to like half the things with Matt. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I really like come, kind of coming away to these events and stuff like that. I just can't necessarily uh, 
can't come away every weekend. Yeah. Although I, I would quite like to. I just I have other things I need to take care of at home. Children. Yeah. Children. Three children. I mean, I mean, for us, one thing we're trying to work a bit harder at doing is sort of... Because I think, I think the way content works has changed over the years. So I think... I think we're trying to work on this idea of being quite in the moment. Yeah. So, like a story. So people follow Climbing Daily. It's not just they'll get a video every day. When we go to these events, we'll try to put out social media. We'll try to do these live things. So it's, it's like we're bringing the viewer with us. And it's, I mean, we haven't nailed it yet, but I think that's the aim is that at all these shoots we go on, people come along and they're like, cool, you know, it's like they're hanging out with us, they hang out with the athletes. Um, so that's the aim of it, I think, as well yeah, as just really the videos. Good. I think that I'm really bad at that. Like, I only do YouTube and I'm. Once I've done YouTube, I don't really do the Facebook or the Instagram or the Snapchat. Uh, I want to get better at it, but I'm just having such a difficult time to just... I think one but thing... It, it is just you, though. That's the thing. Like For me and Matt, we can kind of like split the responsibilities somewhat. Mm. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for you as well, perhaps you need to like not think about all of the platforms. Yeah. Like I think Instagram is a very powerful tool. And I think of all the ones out there, it's, it's, it does everything. So, I mean, if I were you, I would just personally I just focus on Instagram and I just be like that is my thing you know yeah. you, well, you put after YouTube yeah after, after as in like another social media yeah, platform yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to Snapchat something like that because yeah. um, I was really keen on starting a Snapchat like a year and a half ago when Instagram wasn't very good yeah but it's really stepped up the game and I think it's just covering all all sort of points yeah no I agree with you completely I can see why you want to kind of step up in that thing because you kind of I feel like you probably got it quite dialed on YouTube but the fact is it still is pretty time consuming anyway to kind of keep that up yeah that actually ha adding something else onto it is another thing to add onto it and you kind of want to give your all to those edits because they're like that's your that's who you are kind of thing. Like, yeah. um not just you particular any filmmaker that's their kind of like that's their signature do you know what i mean what they do what they create their videos yeah but um, then you look at someone like magnus mitbo so he started I mean, he, he's built a vlog on the back of an Instagram account, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's massive on Instagram. And I think he's, he's because of this huge following that he's got on Instagram, it allowed him to very, very quickly expand his vlog. And yeah. now he's got like 20, whatever, thousand followers very, very quickly. Um, so I think they can work quite well together. And especially if you're big on one, you can quickly grow the other. And I, yeah. You know, I have a feeling your Instagram would explode if you started to push it a bit more on YouTube and it's... It's pretty big now already though, it's like 20,000? God no. Serious? 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. Mate, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, at MacRoom1. <laughs> 3,000. <laughs> Follow along. Choo-choo! Uh, <laughs> Do you know who Hannes is? Like the big tall guy? Like, is he the guy that we just saw? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah he's like, he has the funniest name, but he's always like, yeah, follow me on Super Freeman Instagram. <laughs> and he has like a battle with Noria, and he tries to keep up with Noria, and she, he just gets his ass kicked all the time. <laughs> so I think the kids really, because I mean, that's what the YouTube channel is about. Like I want to create a platform for the people in the videos to kind of do their own thing as well. Uh, they always have that one to fall back on, and if they want to reach companies, then that's a good way to go. Uh, and they're starting to do that now, which is really exciting, because mm. I mean, that's why we've all been working so hard to watch. Um, have they have they started kind of creating their own kind of content for themselves kind of thing like yeah, becoming their own they're creating their own content on Instagram and they're becoming ambassadors for different companies and sure like the YouTube channel always you're also like well that's kind of a part of the deal as well with the companies they do uh, and they asked me like does this work with the channel and I'm like well no or yes and then we can see how we can work out the best mm -hmm. solution for both of us mm -hmm. uh, I think one I mean 
yeah, this is an interesting thing because lately I had like I think three sponsored episode. Quite, I knew it was going to be a bit intense on YouTube, like mm. three in two weeks, I think, which we never ever had before. So it's like from nothing to three, and it got backlashes, which is, I mean, I, I knew that would happen, um, but. I mean, I want them to be able to provide something for their brands uh, yeah. on YouTube. So I think that's a fine line to go between. Like, you just have to be very aware of what you're helping and promoting and in the right amount of speed, I guess. I mean, it's really tricky because I mean, what you're talking about is exactly uh, one of our major headaches in yeah. a way. It's kind of, I mean, you know, it, the, the landscape of content has changed. And a few years ago, I think before my time, Climbing Daily could kind of have free reign to a certain extent to do anything. And nowadays we're, we're more restricted on budgets. And, th and that, that thing you're talking about is difficult because, you know, we get paid by companies to prom either promote or go places. And it's really difficult to hit that mark. And yeah. I, think, I think to a certain extent people are very understanding of it. Um, I think people understand that if you put videos on YouTube for free, there's going to be a payoff somewhere. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, it's a compromise. But it's hitting that line between promoting something a product a place something and still making a good video is is very very difficult yeah. and for sure you're going to get it wrong yeah but sometimes you get it right and sometimes you hit that sweet spot it's just trial and error i think to a certain extent yeah i think so too but i'm i've been really curious about you guys past because i've heard about a bit about your past when we met before and talked about it mm -hmm. uh but i haven't heard anything from hugo so maybe take hugo first and then we take matt i'm interested in this too <laughs> the dark like how did it all start with that because i mean like you as i saw like up the video of a thousand videos like who is this person what what is they actually yeah up to so i uh in my 20s in my a long time ago i was working in london as a cameraman just working in kind of tv did my kind of like apprenticeship whatever and like did sound for a bit that became a cameraman and then just when i kind of could have left the company and gone freelance kind of thing i i was like i gotta get out of london kind of thing so we came out to france Started doing like did a season like a ski season, then started a business. Uh, very soon realized that the, the chalet business wasn't going to make any money at all whatsoever. <laughs> uh, so I started looking for other work, and then somebody just put through this company that was starting up. Epic TV was just starting up back then. Uh, I applied and got the job basically. Just into the got an interview with this guy, got the job, and then we back in the day when we first started Epic TV we just kind of it was like a Netflix for extreme sports so we did all kind of extreme sports and then we were like producing kind of like these podcast shows in, in like in house like we just literally just like a couple of cameras and we just shoot like interviews and stuff like that about skiing and, and just all, all, all types of stuff and then one day like we decided to flip it around and change it because it wasn't working and they were like let's just produce daily content daily climbing content uh, so it kind of went from that. It was like the, my boss's idea, and we just started creating a show where the guy would come in, we'd shoot it in the studio, and he'd be like, "What's happening in climbing?" Just get, gra grab a couple of stories. And back in the day, we'd like we we just kind of like begging and borrowing, like trying to get like content together because we couldn't really go out and shoot. There was no kind of budget for that. We wanted to do everything in the studio, and um, essentially just kind of grew from there. And then and then we initially had like an. Uh, uh, a presenter called Jack Geldard, who used to be the, the climbing editor of UKC, and then he left, and then Charlie Bosco came along uh, around about episode 150, and then he stayed till like four, five hundred, I think, mm -hmm. and then Matt came along, and it's just been an, an evolution of like of I've kind of been there like guiding, kind of not like guiding in terms of like the way it's all kind of been produced and stuff like that, but actually in terms of being a climber, I wasn't a climber until I started doing the show. 
so I didn't really get into climbing until then and then I started obviously kind of getting into the world of climbing but like so I was 30 when we started this now, now I'm the ripe old age of 35 uh, don't and look it <laughs> yeah 37 yeah um, <laughs> no and then um, but yeah so I mean my background was all purely like camera based and editing based and stuff like that so the, the whole climbing side of things came as a result of me just basically being given this opportunity and saying just run with it kind of thing do what you can um, and so I always used to use the climbing expertise of the, the presenters like Charlie and Matt and, and Jack um, and with those guys with each guy that's come on we've kind of evolved the show and I think Matt deserves a lot of credit and I don't really give it to him very often but in terms of like really pushing it on like really trying to create the best content that we can every day like Monday to Friday but like obviously there's ways of doing that like you can't produce a, a feature film every day but you yeah. produce five minutes of what you think is the best and most entertaining content and because we're both really into kind of like me and Matt are really into kind of the to YouTube and content and how it's m m working and what works best and we're really like into like sort of the whole vlogging kind of thing it's when you first started when, when like I think we I mean I really got into it like the whole Casey thing I was like as soon as I saw that I was like this is so like fresh and new and different I was like I couldn't contain my excitement and I, and I kind of was pitching it to everybody all the climbers I was like this is it this is like what, how climbers are going to use content from now on so I think I, who's I said um, James Pearson like, I just met, met him randomly he was like we do something it's like have you seen Casey Neistat <laughs> you should vlog and he did and he started vlogging and he still vlogs which is great and then I noticed that you were doing it every day and I was like that's, that's it like, that's such a good idea the thing is is like it's a great idea but it you know it's so so much work like yeah. so much work um, but it I don't know I it is I mean I, I, I said it back in the day I think it is definitely uh, what is it so I thought it was the future of, of, of kind of climbing uh, content definitely yeah. I just think thought it lends itself so, so well to it yeah um, but it just every not every climber wants to be a vlogger <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I feel the same like um, once this we're out I already have released a video about like um, the, the untold story of how everything started with the channel but cutting it short now for you guys is pretty much that I had I had idea of starting the to vlog two years before I actually did it but being from the camera was my biggest fear so it took me two years to for me knowing I want to do it to actually do it so there's been like a, a massive it was like a super scary thing um, so but wait, I, when did you start the channel a year and a half ago so that was 2016 or 15 jeez um, that's 2016 2016 I think okay so yeah. two years before that I was like because the, the thing is like so I started that's but even before even before Casey started vlogging yeah wow so so I was with the highest really? I think Casey's done it for years. Casey started vlogging in May 2015. Wow. On his 34th birthday. Yeah. You know a lot. I know a lot about Casey Neistat. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's amazing. So you like, even before then? Because like, I, I only really got into it when I saw, when I saw Casey. Yeah. So, because um, I mean, like, I think everyone can relate to that because I started climbing through com obsession. watched every content that was in climbing after three months. I had seen everything. Like I've seen everything on YouTube, on Vimeo, on Island ISO. Right, not I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave. Dave, Dave Graham. Graham. Yeah, so yeah. I already in three months. I've already consumed everything. There was nothing left, and then I just rewatched everything, and I was like, <laughs> "Man, this is epic!" But I, I don't become a better climber. I, I can't really relate to these guys because a lot of it's just outdoor, like a tick tick list video, and it's like it's cool, but man, like I wish just indoor climbing videos. That would be so sick. And if they did every day, I would never run out of videos. 
And I was like, man, I just wish someone could do that. <laughs> and then the months went past. I'm like, well, maybe I can do that. Like, I that am would that be fun. man. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be fun. But I'm like, well, I've never done anything creative in my life. I have no clue what I would do in the way I was going to do it. And I mean, it was my biggest fear. Um, so I was like, well, yeah, I wanted to, but I don't know if I would be capable of going beyond that. Um, yeah, so eventually it took me two years. But it's also like it's a long story. Once you see the video, we'll get the full context of it. Uh, but so yeah, I'm I'm interested to know who like, and obviously after you watched all those YouTube videos, who which vloggers did you start watching to get you inspired to start doing it yourself? Uh, I started watching Casey just because, as you said, he did something refreshing and new, and I like he was always story. And when I told my friends about the climbing, indoor climbing, like. Who gives a, a fuck about indoor climbing? That's fucking boring. There's no story. I'm like, there is always a story. Like, mm. you work up the problem, and it's a story instantly. It's like a perfect story. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, it's boring. No one that's ever going to watch it. You're like, stupid. And then over the years, I'm like, continued pitching it to my friends, and they're like, nah, man, you're just, you're just, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Um, and then I posted a few videos, and then they really hated it on Reddit, and the climbing world just kind of pissed on me. Really? Yeah, because like they're like, who gives a fuck about the climbing? Like, Are you talking climbing world, uh, like as industry people or like people um, watching? I don't know industry, but like the majority of Reddit, for example, and people in my gyms. Uh, I know it's like still people hate my guts and think I'm fucking stupid, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Um, and they just, yeah, they just think I'm silly for doing indoor climbing. The climbing world is quite opinionated. They are very, uh, and I love it for it because if you if they love you, then they love you, and if they hate you, I guess yeah, they hate you, and it's. I can't do much about that. Mm. Uh, but so it was a harsh in the beginning. So I was kind of by myself. But then Thor came along and he was just psyched being in the video. He best never best said name in climbing. By yeah, way, so epic. <laughs> uh, and I think he, has, he was also afraid of cameras. He just wanted to join in and suffer with me. Um, he never express, like, expressed if he believed in the, in the vision. Uh, but I mean, he just came along. So I was grateful for that. Because otherwise he's by myself. And I mean, I didn't want to be by myself. Like I want to film other people because that's, well, that's what I want to do. Um, but yeah, like sorry, I like I jumped in and mm. no, no, but I, I, I good because I, for me, I was like I saw Casey's thing and I thought that was so different. But then <laughs> there are so many other vloggers out there that are doing it as well, and I, I, I think I just love the combination of like because nobody's doing it in climbing before, really. You, you were doing it basically. You were kind of one of the first guys to start kind of climbing vlogging. Um, but I mean, was there like, was there, other than Casey, was there some other guys that you kind of saw? Because obviously, if it was two years before that, then it must have been, because like, that was before Casey started vlogging, you must have um, like... Then it was, it was nothing. There was no one actually. No? No. So you had the idea of vlogging before... Yeah. So you're you're really? Yeah, You've always claimed this, Hugo, and in reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Eric Carson. Oh, no. no, 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 no. I've never claimed it. I've never claimed it. I mean, it. you've claimed it on film. <laughs> I think we <laughs> have the video where you've claimed it. Well, when I say that I think it's the future. Yeah. yeah but I, of course, I, like, I thought it was the future, but then I was like, after seeing, I don't know, I just thought it was like perfect. It was like the perfect kind of way to kind of create content. Mm. And I just like the idea of being able to do it by yourself. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's, that's amazing. Obviously, you have like a whole crew that you do it with, but at the same time, if you want to just sit down with a camera and people like love those videos just as much kind of thing, I think. It just That's you and like... Whenever we put you in, <laughs> in an episode of Climbing Daily, the comments, or any one of your crew, actually, we had like yeah. a 6N with, who was it? Was it Emil? <sighs> yeah. Someone yeah. sent in a video, yeah. yeah. And, it was, and like, it was like, oh my God, the it's content him, it's him, it's him. Went, The comments just went... Well, what I find weird, though, is even if it's not about you, even if you're in the background of it, it's like, 214, yeah. Eric Carlson <laughs> spotted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about the rest amazing. of the video? Yeah. Yeah. Your face, two seconds. All these amazing like, athletes, and then it's like, yeah, 214, Eric in the back, in the back. 
Yeah, I'm so surprised because the viewers, they find every detail that I, you know, I've like looked through the edits like 10 times maybe, and I don't see it. And then they just find everything. Every mistake. Every mistake. Yeah. Like ye yesterday they found like um, a video in Arch. Uh, the Arch YouTube channel released a community video. Where they did a really good job with editing, by the way. They, yeah, they did a really good job. Made me look very nice. Um, awesome. But so there was one guy that got like morphed because he's wide angle. Um, and you know, I had to watch it because he's like, look at this, 255. <laughs> and I, I watched it 10 <laughs> times. They put the time code. Yeah. <laughs> so it took me 10 times, even though I was looking to find, you know, what was actually morphed. Yeah. And then, like, after the 11th time, I'm like, oh, yeah, the head is a bit yeah, morphed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, so I don't get away with anything. Like, if I mess up, no, uh, we, you'll know. We get. But I, think, I th but I think when they say it, it it's kind of like, uh, it, I don't think it's necessarily a massive criticism. I think it's like, hey, Eric, I can help you out. I've yeah. spotted a mistake. It shows they're watching so it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to, don't make that mistake next time. But like, I think yeah. it, I like, I think the written word, like those comments are some of the funniest things yeah. ever. Um, but Ooh. like, it's just the mis, the miscomprehension of like a written word is just, yeah. is genius. Like it just sends people off on like trails of, of yeah. reverie. Like There's definitely a direct correlation between the amount of followers and the amount of abuse as well. Like yeah. It gets nastier the more people you have. Like, it's also sure. like everyone knows they watch my channel. I'm completely, terribly at writing in, in English. I can speak it, but I can't write. So, you know, I mess up every title, every description. They're like, Eric, <laughs> this is how you spell it. Like every other word. I'm like, thank you. I'll go in and fix it. Okay. okay, we're good. For we're just checking time. Okay, we're, good. We're okay. We're how, long, well, how long we got? Come on. It's twenty past. Starts at eight. Got to do a link. Got to get set up. We got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, ten but minutes. then then we have ten, ten minutes, minutes of uh, the story Matt. with Matt. Yeah. Okay, so uh, mine's a bit weird to be honest. I, I I started as an actor, so I went to drama school, uh, became an actor, left with an agent, didn't do very well. So spent a long time sitting in London doing bad jobs, not acting very much. Walked into a climbing wall one day and just found this community, this world where people respected you for what you did. And within, I think I found, because I went to uni in London, and then when I left, you suddenly lose all your friends because it's like, God, everyone was, everyone was there and trapped and then everyone goes off and you're like, Jesus, I don't have that many people I know anymore. And I think the climbing world allow, allows you very quickly to meet people and hang out with them. So yeah, discover climbing, realized it was this incredible thing. Uh, and then sort of gave up slowly on the acting thing just because I'm, I'm one of these people who if I'm not succeeding at something I kind of get a bit down about it so I sort of stopped doing that went away traveling uh, came back retrained as a journalist Ooh. so I did magazine journalism at Sheffield Uni which is incredible and what was good about the magazine thing is it was uh, quite a creative course so it allowed me to film a bit and take photos and learn basic editing and, and that fascinated me I love that kind of world and then my very good mate was Charlie Bosco who used to present the show and I climbed with him a lot in Chamonix and I knew he was leaving and he said look you should just drop Hugo a message and just say hey so uh, I dropped Hugo a message and heard nothing back so I then sent Hugo multiple multiple messages uh, and still had very little back uh, but eventually one of them seemed to sink in and then I went over for an audition and then um, uh, and then I actually went to I eventually moved to Chamonix but with a different job at Epic TV and then moved into the presenting role okay. and then sort of took over the, the, the producing side of it and started getting the content together and sort of having more responsibility with it uh, which is what I wanted because Charlie's role was very much just the presenter and I didn't want that I, d I wanted yeah. more if I was going to go and change my life and move somewhere else so uh, luckily Hugo gave me the opportunity to do that and then I don't know, it's one of those things like I kind of failed at lots of things, but all of them helped towards this job and it's sort of perfect for what I like to do. And the camera thing allows my acting ego 
to be satisfied and the, the journalism thing is, is useful when I'm interviewing people and researching doing that kind of stuff so yeah because yeah. I just say I forgot to say Dave Searle was the presenter well, do, yeah Dave Searle in the middle uh, yeah. yeah Charlie and then I went to Dave Searle and then I went to you yeah yeah I just, I, no, I, I did like his, yeah. yeah. I, I Dave's moved on to better. He's mountain guide in Chamonix now, so yeah. he's like having a far, far better time <laughs> than all of us stuck yeah, in the gym he's right the now. He's time, actually, actually out there doing it. So yeah. Okay. So what? I mean, <clears throat> do you, you? I guess you guys know about Social Blade, right? Do you know what? What, what, so, what Social Blade is? No, no. idea. No idea. Really? No. It's so you can track the the data that's on YouTube channels. Okay. I'm so I, so I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have been keeping my eyes on your subscribers. Okay. And on, on, on Climbing Daily? Yeah. Right, okay. And it's higher than ever. It's average higher than mine. Well, in terms of what? In terms of people joining it every month? No, of uh, subscriber every day. And no. month of future projections, back reactions. Oh, wow. So, so, so that's kind of my opening statement to what I'm going to say now. Is that I think Climbing Daily was something in the past. It maybe wasn't the most positive thing. But what it is right now as a show, in terms of production value and content, I mean, it's to me, it's something that I want to, I don't know, and maybe steal a few concepts behind it because it's really good, like the way you film it, and it shows in the subscription and the viewers and the views because it's higher awesome. than ever. Thank you. And yeah, your average, I think, a hundred and twelve a day, or something Three. like okay. that. Okay. It's getting this. And it has, it has been down to. I think when I started tracking you guys down, it was like forty-five. I think. Okay. Cool. So, uh, good on you. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah the things you're know. doing, it really works. I, I think for us, it's, and this is really, and I tell this to a few people because it's really important to me, is I think people look at Epic TV and they see a big corporation yeah. because that's what we come over as. But there's a, we have a really very small team who run this stuff and everyone who is in Epic TV now, and I don't care about the past, I'm talking about now, like yeah. really, really cares about what we do. All me and Hugo care about is representing a sport that we love and we love doing, and I've got no interest in screwing anyone over or like, all I want to do is, is show climbing to be as cool as it is. And I'm not saying we get that right all the time, but we are just climbers who happen to have access to camera gear, you know what I mean? And that's, I'd love people to, to know that because it's, um, it's at the heart of what we do, fundamentally, yeah. but that's it. So but I think that it's important because like what I've always thought was needed like it, it's like Matt says people like people kind of see Epic TV as like this big kind of corporation and it's not and like we I think when Matt kind of came in we can't I kind of wanted to kind of move it more towards kind of like what I think the vlogging thing does is it kind of just really it's somebody's kind of personality it's like somebody putting themselves out there like I remember talking to Magnus about this and he was like uh, he felt like Instagram, he doesn't care what people say. It's like he starts to stick stuff out. When he puts his YouTube thing on, that's something he's put like a lot of hard work into. It's him standing in front of the camera, like talking to the camera. Like it's, it feels so freaking stupid a lot of the time. Uh, and you know, that's you putting yourself out there. And and I think people react to that. So people react to like yourself, for example. They react. They know. They understand that it's like you kind of putting yourself out there. So I wanted us. I wanted me and Matt to kind of be able to have that same kind of connection with our audience and obviously YouTube is, is a massive factor in that but also at the same time you know you like I wanted to push Matt as when Matt came on I wanted to push him like as the presenter but then also as a personality of Epic TV and, and then and then to be fair then I started kind of getting involved a little bit after the thousandth show and I, I realized that actually it adds to it it adds to the fact that you're connecting with um, 
the audience kind of thing. And so I, I like, I mean, I've, I've been vlogging for about a year now, but I, I've never really pushed it. And because it's quite a lot of like family videos, <laughs> me hanging out with my kids and stuff. But then like, every night, like I've been vlogging this weekend, for example, for example, and I understand that a lot of people come from climbing daily to, to my channel. So I kind of want to, uh, you know, I don't want to just, I don't want to just have fi family videos of my, of my channel. But I think it's important. It was always important for us when we started vlogging, both me and Matt, was that we wanted to kind of show that Epic TV wasn't this big corporation. We wanted to have some kind of personality behind it. Yeah. And I think that if, if, if our YouTube channel is, is doing well, I think that maybe is, is, a, is a factor. Yeah. yeah. On the Wednesday show, we do this thing on a Wednesday now where we sit down and have a little chat, a bit yeah. like this, but on film. And, and um, it's, just, it's just an experiment, really. Uh, and it's, I think it's quite fun. Yeah, so. and I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It's a lot of fun to do. Mm. I never thought I'd, I never thought I'd get in front of the camera when I first started out. I was like you. I was like petrified. Yeah. Uh, but it has been, it's been a lot of fun. I just want to tell people the amount of times we've done an entire show on that Wednesday thing and uh, one of us has forgotten to press record on one the of camera. Us. One of us. Hugo has forgotten to press record yeah. on either the, the audio or the camera. Literally, I think one show we had to do three times. Uh, well, it was like, it was like filming with Eric yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we, uh, I was filming Eric and Matt uh, climb, uh, and they were trying, what is it, 70? No. 7A plus. 7A, 7A plus, plus. Oh, thank okay. you. A wish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think you were, you were like, right, I'm going to get it this go. And I was like, okay, come on, let's go, let's go. And then, yeah, did it. And then you did it and like fought for it super hard. Looked to the camera, the green button was on, I hadn't pressed record. <laughs> oh my God. Like that has happened. I mean, it's happened to me before, but that was like one of the worst. That was like, <laughs> shit, it's not going to be able to do it again. <laughs> the whole story behind that, it's so rude. I luckily, yeah. did it again. So it's all right. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, I've done that many times myself. <laughs> um, but I guess we have to like end this soon because you guys have. Yeah, we to gotta, go. we gotta but go. But I have to share to you, uh, Matt, because I think it falls into like the personality thing. Because we actually, me and Dickin talked about you yesterday. And we have a friend, his name is Peter, and he's always really fucking happy all the time. You know, it's like nearly too happy, you know? <laughs> it's like you, you just want to be like, you want to have a bad day, and then he comes along and he drags you out of it. Um, so we talked about you, Matt, and Nick is like, yeah, but Matt, it's like, it's like sunshine and clouds. Like, he's <laughs> always happy. Like, I've never seen him not happy, because I also like, yeah. have you met, like, you know, how, is, how do you feel about Matt when you have met him in, in the cafe and stuff? And he's like, no, oh, man, he's like super nice, always happy. And it's like, when he's like, seen the videos, he's always happy. And I was like, well, who's the happiest and between uh, Matt and Peter? And he's like, man, uh, Matt is a lot shinier than Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, honestly, is like I, um, I, th I think a lot of actors have this. Is like I, I, I struggle with it. Like I have, I have real down moments. And I think uh, the only time I'm probably not feeling crappy, actually, is when I'm on camera. And I think a lot of actors have that. And it's, uh, I, I love it. When I'm out doing this kind of stuff, it's... Uh, I'm pretty psyched and it can, I mean like the first day we arrived at Legends I was tired, knackered, everything had gone wrong and I walked into the building and like, I have no idea how I can find this and it just sort of happens and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a rush. It is a rush, yeah, it's a buzz, like the live stuff and it makes me feel good. Yeah, you do what you love to do. Yeah, I promise you then walk away and feel a bit crappy again, which is just like... <laughs> you I never see you down, but then again, like, I guess I haven't had this once. But I don't That's when I happens. come in and I just yeah, like, exactly. yeah, hugs me. I give him a big hug, yeah. it's yeah. all right. <laughs> but thanks, man. it's good to know, and like, you know, from our point of view, you, you are like, your YouTube panel is incredible, and you know, you talk about growth, yours is huge. And you know, you're going to very quickly overtake us, and it's 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 so. What you do is incredible, and the stories behind it is awesome. And uh, you talk about us Definitely. working hard. You, you work probably far harder than us. So, man, I thank you so much for, for doing all you do. I appreciate the nice reply. Yeah, so, you know, no, but like you were saying, you were talking about copying us. We 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 
we watch yours and we say it's true how can we I'm always like <laughs> Eric does this thing and he goes like no you can't do that like your first you know how you comment on the first yeah. people I, I've literally stolen that yeah, like fully okay. I've started doing that um, so it's thanks fun. it's fun it's fun I, I got first <laughs> the other day oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. on the climbing early video I don't think yeah. it counts no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so what are you guys off to do now? So we've got to go film the final show. So that's it's, it's kind of an easy one. So it's kind of an opening link from me and then sort of loads of B-roll. We do two cameras, so I'll be on a tripod, Hugo will be on a roaming camera and then sort of interview the winner, closing link, and that's it. Go home and have a beer. Pretty simple. Yep. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, Should we say goodbye in Sweden? Do you know how to say goodbye in no, Sweden? No, I don't say anything in Swedish. Okay. So in Sweden we say goodbye. It's called, or we say like this, hey door. Hey door. Hey door. Hey door. Do you roll your R's in Swedish? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think so. Hey door. Hey door. That's sexier. Maybe you should start with that. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, mate. Hey door. Hey door. Hey door. Hey door. Hey door. Hey door.